help support our coverage using Blueberry, the community that gives creators the ability to make money, get detailed audience measurements, and host their audio and video. Get 30 days to try out the service using promo code BLUEBERRY004. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y-004. Okay, so we've got uh, Chris Chenock. Is that the correct way to pronounce it? Chinock, yeah, Chinook, that's how okay. I pronounce it. Yeah. All right, and you're with the 8K Association. I am. So it wasn't too many years ago where it was just everything was 4K, but now everything is 8K. That's the that's, that's so last century, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny is um, we live stream, and uh, I was laughing at one of the guys earlier today because I normally stream in 720. He was streaming in uh, 1080, and uh, just because the internet. 8K or 4K depends on bandwidth limitations. You know, it doesn't it does. work out so well. But in TV, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different. It's a whole different. Uh, it's a whole different play. Yeah. So, what is what's happening in the with the 8K association? Well, it's it's certainly early in the 8K transition, um, but we've seen a number of transitions in the TV market and and displays in general. You know, we've gone from standard definition to high definition to full HD to yeah. 4K. We've added HDR as part of that transition. Yeah. So 8K is just kind of the next natural step, right? Yeah. And yeah. I've heard some actors are already scared of 8K because they can really see their, uh, <laughs> their the lines on their faces and stuff. You <laughs> know, when, when 4K first came out, I remember just as a video engineer, everybody asking for 4K at their wedding and things like that. And I, I would have to kindly explain, like, we have to hope that you don't have any loose threads. We need to make sure that you have an actual makeup person for 4K yeah. so that you don't have a hard line of makeup down your chin and all your wedding videos. Exactly. Uh, all the yeah. sets had to be redesigned. Totally redone. Yep. Yeah. So is that the same thing people are facing with 8K just because we're, we're really doubling again, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's true. Yeah. There, there are some uh, accommodations that you're going to have to make. Um, but uh, certainly the, uh, content creators understand the benefits. If you capture at higher and higher resolution, there's just more you can yeah. do with that image. You can always create something softer. That's right. You can always do something lower resolution. Yeah. But if you start with a higher resolution master, it's going to be a better product no matter what resolution that's you master right. at. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we've always said, even like here, it's like an audio. We can always fix low audio, but we can't fix overdriven audio yeah. so it's the same thing with it's with like the 8k analogy you get a better initial product you can always downsize if you need to but that initial product is 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 your master that you know right. you can master from That's that right. but there is a flip side to that because you can uh, a lot of the 8k tvs now are do very sophisticated upscaling you can take 4k content oh. you can take full hd content and you create those pixels yep and the algorithms that they use now are actually quite a bit different than we had in previous generations, right? right? That was more kind of scaling and nearest yeah. neighbor kinds of things. Now they're all AI based. So they're looking at textures, they're doing machine learning on databases and identifying objects and adding textures and details that, you know, is just not algorithmically based. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and there's, a, I know Blackmagic and Aja both have a unit out. I think Blackmagic has a Terranex that'll do SD to 4K, yep. um, pixel for pixel, line for line. It'll, in it'll, real it'll time. do it to 8K now too. Exactly. Yeah. That was the recent update that I yep. just saw come through on my blog posts. Yep. Um, from their from their RSS feed was that they'd updated to 8K, and 
it's really interesting to see this move in my industry, because I work in the live events hmm. industry, and to see everything moving toward the direction of 4K, even in projection, yeah. all of that has been amazing. And the things that can be done with those resolutions, uh, as far as video blending, um, pixel for pixel video blending, yep. are really, really remarkable. And, and the higher resolution also makes uh, visual effects work much easier too, right? Mm -hmm. Cleaner edges, better plates, yeah. more pixels for the definition. Yeah. It's amazing, it really, really is. Now, you know, I'm gonna ask a hypothetical question. Is 8K the limit? <laughs> um, it, we're certainly getting toward diminishing returns at this point, yeah. Um, I would not be surprised to see 16K come, but you may see uh, uh, maybe a de-emphasis on resolution kind of going forward. And the reason I say that is because there are other technologies that are coming down the pike for example, think of light field displays. You know what yep. light field displays are, right? Yep. Yeah. So you need tons and tons of pixels for that. I mean, uh, orders of magnitude more. Yeah. So we're gonna, you know, 8K and 16K is almost a, you know, a starting point for those kinds of displays, right? Yeah, precisely. When you're starting, starting to get into live XR, that kind of resolution, yeah. those kind of things, you've, you've got to start up at that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and and we're seeing you know the the early beginnings of those kinds of displays, and, and we're seeing mm. some out on the, on the show floor here, right? Yep. There are 8K based three um, uh, D displays that look are looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, and as you add more pixels, you'll be able to add more views, more more directionality, more fidelity, and uh, you know 3D is is come and gone several times. We yep. know this. Yeah. As, <laughs> as did 4Chip. Yep. Four chip came. I was very excited to hear about the four chip revolution and let's get a yellow color chip in there and add a whole another two million colors <laughs> to our palette. Yes. But it once again, like like Todd asked, it, at what point do you go? Okay, we're getting a little bit wild here. Yeah. We're getting a little bit crazy. Yeah. It, well, it, it's. I think really you. It's it's kind of driven on two two sides of the uh, of the of the picture here, right? Mm. It's the device makers who are always looking to add new technology. They have to push the new frontier. They got to have something new to add to sell yeah. something new, right? Yeah. And that and that you know it's just not TV makers. It's electronics and processing and all that stuff. Yep. And then it's the creatives. You start to give them new tools, uh, new color palettes, new higher dynamic range, uh, new uh, frame rates that they can do, variable frame rates. Right. Um, and these become new tools and they say, well, I want to create content in different ways. VR, I mean, right? So these yeah. are, um, creatives will drive it on one end and, yeah. the, and the device makers will drive it on the other end. The challenge is in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> how do you move from one to the other? Well, and how do you make it Consumable. Yeah. It's great if you've got it in this limited market and it's going from the people making the movies to a movie screen. What about everybody at home? <laughs> what about what about the post market? Right, exactly. Exactly. And, and with that in mind, I guess one of the questions I'd ask is for all those folks out there that are still living in 1080p <laughs> world, perfectly fine. Yep. Your eyes process it just fine. Um, how can they fix the issue of 4K and 8K brightness, because a lot of people that I know are like, my God, everything's just so bright now. And I'm like, well, the issue is the studio at the news station mm -hmm. is shooting on 4K cameras and pushing it out that way, and you're watching it on a lower resolution. That doesn't get rid of the gamut of that extra bandwidth of colors that comes through from right. 4K right. or 8K. Right. So 
how long will it be before they're going to be able to fix that? Um, well, I, I mean, the, the, the TVs are, are getting pretty smart about how they um, identify the signals, right? It can be a standard, def a standard dynamic range signal. It can be an HDR, a high dynamic mm -hmm. range signal. Um, so people who are still on, on 1080 displays are almost always looking at uh, standard dynamic range content. So um, they don't really have to deal with the HDR problems. It's, it's when you get, um, I think, HDR content on an HDR display that people go, whoa, this is bright, or I can see all those great uh, details in the shadows and stuff. But some people love it. I, I think most people love it. But quite a few do. We have the issue, though, where there are some 1080p video mixers where that color white just maxes out the chip and eventually you deal with the black frame yeah. and it comes back until that buffer is rebuilt. And if somebody's sitting on a white slide with a whole bunch of tiny black print, <laughs> that could be flashing like every 15 seconds while they're on stage. Oh, I and see. It's, it's just because things have progressed that fast in the industry yeah. that, yeah, not everybody's out there using a 4K projector True. or a 4K mixer, but the computer that's projecting, even if we dumb it down to 1080, is still pushing all the colors of 4K, yeah. even out of a 1080 output. Yeah. So interesting things like that are starting to occur now in the live field because you know, of that. You know, and it's a situation too, and I come from a, from a different perspective. Uh, where I live now is literally rural America, internet hell. I mean, there is, there is not good bandwidth, and I'm waiting for Elon to get me a satellite above my head so I can, you know, get Starlink. But the the challenge i have is i got this beautiful 4k sony tv spent a lot of money for it and unless i'm plugging a some sort of external media into it i'm not getting the 4k even any of the 4k just because i don't have the bandwidth resolution to to pull it in and i don't i'm not subscribed any longer to a satellite or cable TV, yep. so fix fixed media. I mean, that's dying, right? Yeah, right. So for me, and it, for a subset of people that live in the United States where they don't have a good internet connection, there can be all kinds of great 4K content out there, and just not capable. Yeah, they they dumb it down. They take it to 1080, or they, yep. or if it's even starting to buffering, they'll even go lower with the delivery rate, like Netflix and so forth. Yeah. And not everything in Netflix is obviously 4K, but um, yeah, so we gotta get the broadband issue fixed for some of us yep. to be able to support the higher transfer rates that are needed sure. for those higher resolutions. Build, build Back Better is supposed to put some money in yeah, this area, right? Yeah, on wood, we'll see. Wood. Yeah. Well, and granted, there are a few aftermarket solutions for that. I'm, uh, the decimator that I showed you the other day. But, but John, John C. Consumer is not going to buy a decimator. No, no, no. They don't even know that a what, decimator What is a decimator? <laughs> it, see, he's in the AK Association. A decimator is an upscale, downscale, or HDMI to SDI conversion. Okay. So right now I have a lower quality 1080p screen that only does 29.97. My output is doing 59.94, and the decimator is kicking it out what the monitor needs to see and kicking it out yeah. what the record needs to but, see. Right. But so but you're you're the you're you're the pro you're the pro A V guy, so uh, yeah, yeah. But for a few but, hundred but, dollars you can get a but, 1080p to 4K. I, I know, but for J for for J consumer though. Yes. You that's know tough. and if they're on a good bandwidth connection. A, it's the cost of a television. Yeah. Or if they have a cable connection, they're starting to get access to mm -hmm. some of this this higher resolution content. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's uh 
it's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like now, how many 8K sets are out? You know, that's yeah. another thing too, right? Yeah, it's yeah. still early days. It's still early days. But, you know, within five, six, seven years, I'm sure we're all going to have an 8K in our home. Well, I mean, it happened with, uh, with 1080p Same thing, and, yeah. and, and 4K, Same right? Same thing. Same it, thing. It, it took over rapidly. Did, did you know there's actually a, a pretty um, uh, a clear cycle between um, uh, standard def and, and uh, 720 and then 720 to 1080 and 1080 to 4K? Seven years. Seven from, years. From introduction to 50% of sales. Yeah. See, I said five to six years, and he's, he just confirmed it. Seven yeah. years. Yep. Close to it. Now, it's, it's going to stretch out with 8K um, because we kind of had a, um, well, for two things. We kind of have, in the, when 4K started, you might think, well, that starts a seven-year cycle, right? Well, it did sort of, but ha- kind of halfway or partway through that, we had the introduction of, of 4K HDR. Which was a much more significant introduction. So yeah. that almost restarted the cycle, I think, when, mm-hmm. we, when we started there. And, and, and then the pandemic. And, and then also, too, is you've had production houses invest millions of dollars yes. in 4K cameras. Yes. So now you're asking them relatively in a short period of time, let's go bump to 8K. Sure. So, you know, you're looking at a complete recapitalization of gear. So what they're going to do is they're still running 1080 and 4K recording gear. And yeah. as that stuff starts to retire. They're already stop- talking about 12K. Yep. Like, there's yeah, Black Magic's com- got one. Black Magic has 12K capability already. Yep. Um, yeah. So I remember the first red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that was not that long ago. When you no, think about it, no. AV lo- equipment wise, that was like a decade ago. Yeah. That was, that was baby. You know, saw that, that, that red 4K camera, 4K. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. What will it take for this adoption to come about? Because, of course, like you were saying. I think time, um, right? But, well, it's, it's, it's time for sure, but, you know, the. We, and, and that's part of the mission of the AK Association is trying to figure sure. out how we can kind of move this, this time frame a little bit faster, yeah. right? Well, and yes, uh, the example I always give people when it comes to products, especially in the AV market, is my beloved mini-disc. Mm. I <laughs> love mini-disc. It was a great format for creators. You could record, you could mix things around. I could put five or six different mix downs of a song and go, I like that one, but I want it to be track three, and I could do it in my car. It was wicked cool. The problem was not everybody even had a CD player yet. Yeah. We hadn't even made CDs mandatory in computers yet. And Sony was already trying to say, here's the best new format. Yeah. Um, and it crashed the entire mini disc market, uh, which was really looking to be something very revolutionary. And of course, quickly you're, on Sounds the like day, you're living in the VHS days. Now. Hey, man, yeah. I just got, I just got Once again, like I said, yes, you want to push that timeline forward, but are you afraid of scaring the consumer? Like the same way where it's like, hey, I haven't even made a 4K TV <laughs> jump yet. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. 8K? Well, I, it, maybe. I don't know about scaring the consumer. I think it's just going to be, you know, it, the way the 4K TVs got out there, right? You just, yeah. they started, they were expensive, they, they were high, sc- big screen sizes, they moved down in screen size and in yeah. price. Same it's, thing. It's yeah. just going to happen again. And, 
you know, yeah. in five years you're going to go to the store and you you can't, you know you'll get a 4K, but it's you know it'll be 34 inches. That's right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you and and you know just by default you go in the store and there's going to be a whole wall of 8Ks. Right. Mm-hmm. Just by default. Now there's one or two, but in later on there's yeah. going to be 30 of them that you're going to be able to pick from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's pretty amazing, and I'm thinking about. All the cameras I have, I haven't made the jump even to 4K because I don't uh, need it because you do online stuff. I don't I've, need to do it. I've got a 2.5. I've got but, a 2.5K. So, you know, at some point I'll have to make the gulp and say, okay, you got to go ahead again, recapitalize and go to 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, what kind of technologies are going to be necessary to leverage this in consumer products like television, stuff like that? Because, well, of course... OLED, plasma, that kind of stuff is what made 4K possible. Yeah. Well, all those technologies support 8K as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Just oh, higher yeah. densities, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just high, higher pixel density. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you look at some of the, I remember being in here at CES maybe, I don't know, how, how many years ago is when we f- saw the first OLED displays? And when I saw those displays, and it was, it was shocking to me how brilliant and how much almost more real than life those those images yeah. look and to think where we were maybe maybe that was 10 years ago i don't even remember the timeline but to see now like when i walked through a couple of the major manufacturer booths with some 8k tvs i'm like oh, i had the same reaction yeah. so Stunning. Once yeah. people see, now that's obviously in a demo reel. It's in perfect conditions, lighting. But once people see that, they're going to go, oh, the consumer's going to make the jump. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, the consumer's, once they see it, you know, and they're like, oh, my God, I have to have that. In my, I need a 70-inch in my living room or sure. an 80, yeah. you know. And, and, and there's, a, there's a new display technology that just debuted at CES uh, this, this week. Called QD display. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. I was one of only five media who saw it at wow. the show. Really? Wow. So yeah. so what was your reaction? I loved it. I loved it. So it's so uh, they had it hid. They didn't have ex- it out for no. Public. It was in a, a private suite. Explain wow. it a little bit if you can. Sure, sure, sure. So an, an OLED TV has has organic layers, right? They yeah. They, they and they what uh, LG does is they create basically a white. OLED emitter. So it's white light and then they put uh, red, green, and blue color filters and, and actually a clear so it's a white subpixel as well on top of that. So it, it has great great contrast, great uh, colors, etc. You, you've seen what OLEDs look like. Yep. The, the challenge or perhaps the, the, the minor deficiency of that is it can't get super bright in those colors. If you want a very bright red, green, or blue image, or a yellow image, yeah. it just can't do it. Because it's layered. Because it's layered, yeah. and it just can't push the materials that hard, that hard, right? So that's why they have that white subpixel. You add a little bit of white, and it makes it brighter, Sure. but you desaturate the color by doing that. Yeah. So that's, the, and the way of measuring, that's called color volume, okay? How, about, how bright can it, uh, the colors get over, over a luminance range, okay? So what the QD display does is it starts with an OLED blue-only layer. It has a, a, a kind of a clear sub-pixel again, so that's the same blue that's coming through in a tr- traditional OLED layer. But now for red and green, uh, they use quantum dots. Ooh. So the blue converts 
those quantum dot materials are red and green with very narrow bandwidth. So it's direct emitting of a blue OLED and red and green quantum dots. Wow. It, it's amazing how you can trick the eyeball, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So the advantage, now it has all the advantages of, of, of wide color gambit, but now it's bigger color volume. Yep. So you can get brighter, brighter whites, brighter reds, brighter greens. Deeper contrast. Deeper contrast. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Did, you, really did cool. you have a <gasps> moment? Uh, well, uh, I'm a, maybe I'm a little too jaded. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do this all day long. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, when you, you know, I think we all know it when we see it, when yeah. we go, wow. I think we all know it. Yeah. So I think that's what it's going to ultimately, I think, Chris, on the 8K side for the consumer, when they see it and they say, wow, that will be the changing point. Yeah. yeah. And again, smaller less cost get it down there where 4k's are now sure and then it's which, it, which took a hot minute to do right you know, it, yeah. Yeah. but now you can go out and buy 4k monitors yeah. and things like that that are less than a half inch thick for a couple hundred dollars i know, you know? so it's crazy so. well sir we've kept you long we thank you for oh, coming out my thank pleasure you. thank incredible, you so much for having me on is 8k association dot Co.com? Dot, dot com, yep. Dot com. I betcha. Yeah, we're trying to educate the whole the whole ecosystem from content creation, distribution, consumers. So, yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff there to help people understand what's going on and how they can get engaged. Incredible. And, and tell the uh, actors out there, uh, make sure you keep your plastic surgery current because you're going to need it no. when 8K comes. <laughs> you're going to need your own special makeup. Person. There you go. That's, Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much. Take care. Thank <laughs> you. Enjoy the rest of CES. So, TPN CES 2022 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are Kurt Corliss and Adam Barker. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Maurice McCoy. Interviews are edited by Joe Minnie. Hosts are Marlo Anderson, Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, Danielle Mendez, and Alante Sparks. Las Vegas studio provided by HC Productions. Remote studio provided by Plug Hits Productions. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production. Copyright 2022.